it is fairly remarkable to me how our entire perception of the world and life can change in an instant. It seems as if we go through our lives with this baseline of being an intelligent creature who is able to assess and think about the world and come to certain opinions about what it is. And so that each one of us has a worldview that if you were to sit with someone over coffee and ask them questions about what they, they think about life or about nature or reality or God or the underlying energy behind it all, anyone you sit down with is going to have thoughts and ideas. And those become fundamental grounds that we stand on on a day-to-day basis as we interact in a world of people and connections. And so in these moments where everything changes, your whole view is, is shattered or a new piece of information is added, I think there is a, a deep mystery in those moments and a lot of clues about how, how it all fits together. So let me take a step back. When I had just graduated from college, I spent a winter uh, taking time off to be a sort of a snowboard bum. And I had some friends who lived in Summit County and I would drive up and stay with them for many nights at a time and as a result I was driving back and forth between Fort Collins, Colorado and Summit County uh, fairly often so I got in the habit of listening to podcasts and audiobooks and things of that sort and at one point I found this series of lectures that was called The Joy of Knowledge and it was probably eight or ten hour-long segments that went into logic and geometry and mathematics and even relativity and all of these scientific concepts under this umbrella, the joy of knowledge. And there was one lecture that was particularly inspiring that was all about the golden ratio and this, uh, this group that put together the, the learning material that was published by you know, the, the Electronic University um, as part of Audible, I believe, uh, you know, it came with some credibility. They proceeded to discuss the history of the discovery of this, um, this golden ratio and talk about how it is interwoven into everything that we see in science and nature. And just a little bit of a backstory, because this is something that I've, I've found quite interesting. 
So the golden ratio is an irrational number. It is a, a number whose decimals go on infinitely. And it's really quite elegant and beautiful. Um, you can get to this golden ratio just through the number one uh, with an infinite uh, series of fractions that goes one plus one over one plus one over one plus one over one plus one over one plus one on and on and on and on and on infinitely. Um, it's also arrived at uh, quite famously through the Fibonacci series uh, whereby you take um, a series of numbers and you always add the previous number to the current number. So zero and then one and then one plus zero is one again and then one plus one is two and then two plus one is three and then three plus two is five and on and on. And if you do that long enough, you get to um, the separation between those numbers in the series. It trends towards this 1.618. And they proceeded to talk about how Everything from the spiral of the galaxies to the spiral of a pine cone to the Nautilus's shell to the proportions of the human body to the motion of weather patterns to um, even the architecture that the Romans used to build their large monuments and throughout art history. Uh, it's sort of been this underlying expression of this order that exists uh, in, in nature. And if you go online and you start searching for the golden ratio, you're going to find so much information and photographs and uh, articles and people have used this to make a case for God and divinity and the plan and the architect underneath. And others have gone on to talk about how it is a an indicator of the underlying uh, forces or principles that hold the world together. But, you know, I listened to this whole lecture and, and them deriving this expression and, and where to find it and all these things. And this was probably in 2006, maybe. And since that time, I've gone through the world really marveling at this expression. And spending quite a bit of time in nature and going on hikes and going, you know, even off the deep end into uh, the deserts and, and these places where I've had a lot of experiences, you know, since that time, this has been a central little element in my overall understanding of the world that, wow, there is this, this expression that is coming through in all of these different ways. And, and to me, it just really spoke to the, the beauty and the, the, I don't know, the, the sensibilities of, of nature and of reality. And if you want to take that to express some divinity behind it, that's absolutely your um, liberty to do so. And I've gone on hikes with people and I've told them about these things. And I've, I've read a, a lot of additional information about this online and in other places. And if you go look at any geometry textbook from a high school, it'll probably have something about this golden ratio. I even remember when I was in elementary school, there was this old Donald Duck cartoon where they were talking about uh, the golden triangle and the golden segment and the golden ratio. 
And so it's just like infused into my understanding and my psyche. And it's something that really has just been a, uh, an evocative invitation into these moments of reflection and beauty. So this brings me to this, this moment that I'm, I'm getting at. And uh, the, the shock that I experienced a few nights ago when I was doing some designs for, uh, you know, some ideas I had for Uncomplication. And I thought it'd be kind of cool to do something with uh, the golden ratio and to have some sort of golden spiral and kind of build that into a design. And so I went on Google and I, you know, did a Google search for golden spirals. And of course I found, you know, thousands and thousands of images of this golden spiral all uh, superimposed on these natural forms. And there was one in particular that really gripped me. It was a hurricane seen from space, this huge hurricane off the, the coast of Florida. And they had superimposed this uh, spiral and it fit perfectly with this gigantic weather system. So again, just like mind blown how in nature, the, the spiral of the galaxies is somehow reflected in the spiral of hurricanes, is somehow reflected in the proportions of my body and I'm holding this little pine cone here and here it is again. So I clicked through onto this article and they had, you know, 12 shocking examples of the golden ratio in nature. And they had, you know, the hurricane, they had the sunflower uh, face, they had, you know, the human body, all of these things I was very accustomed to seeing. And I went through it and I was like, ah, oh, this is awesome. This is cool. Some great images. And I got down to the bottom and I started reading some of the comments and, you know, there was a lot of, hey, this is great. I love it. These are amazing photos. And then there was a, uh, there was a post and someone said, um, this is bullshit. And of course, there were all kinds of people who jumped on him and, you know, like, whatever, troll, get out of here. What are you doing? Just spreading negativity, blah, blah, blah. And then some others started to kind of comment on this, on this thread. And it's like, yep, sorry, guys, but this, this is bullshit. And yada, 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 and these big, long, you know, rants about why this was not factual. And I'm, I'm sitting there as, you know, this is, this is one of my beliefs. This is one of the things that I you know, I, I've studied it, I've read about it, I've heard experts talk about it, I'm, you know, I've seen it in the face of pine cones, and, uh, you know, I, I've, I've lived and breathed this. And so I then uh, click through a series of these comments into this person who very well-spokenly said, uh, there, are, there are authors out there who will speak, this is what they're saying in their comment, you know, there are authors out there who will, who will debunk this much better than I, here's a few examples. And I clicked through to one site in particular, and I will share the link in my description of, or, you know, in, as part of this uh, podcast posting. But this whole website just very methodically, piece by piece, case by case, broke down how this golden ratio, um, I don't even know what you want to call it, but uh, this sort of shared delusion, you know, how it got started, how it has persisted, and really just debunking the whole thing. And I have to say that I, I walked away from that article convinced that everything that I have thought about the golden spiral, um, at least in these you know, deep connections of how it's ever present and kind of everything I've been building up to this moment saying, 
um, is really not true. And, you know, in that moment, it was sort of a, a bit of disbelief, I guess. It was, I mean, I believed it. I believed the caliber of the arguments and what they were demonstrating very clearly was, hey, you know, this is a mathematical expression that arrives at these really interesting results. And the golden segment is the golden segment. It is a very special number. It is a very special, cool kind of mathematical concept that is created by our systems of logic, um, you know, moving things around. And so, yeah, you take one plus one over one plus one over one plus one over one. You do that and you trend over time towards this 1.618. And that creates these beautiful one of a kind uh, forms where, you know, where you've divided it in the ratio creates another segment that if you divide it perfectly, creates another segment where if you divide it perfectly, on and on and on, and you can get these, I mean, the golden spiral is a real thing. Like, there is a golden spiral as a mathematical concept. But when you take that out of, out of mathematics and start superimposing it onto the world, really, in nature, there are spirals, there are forms, but if you impose this, um, this perfect spiral, this golden spiral, on top of the forms of nature, you find a wide degree of variation. So while you can find things that more or less conform to the, the golden spiral, in general, most things in nature are, are wiggly. And whether or not they tend towards perfection is a different kind of argument than you know, the galaxies follow this, the, um, the pine cone faces follow this, everything is following this very specific, golden, perfect spiral. And uh, go read that page, go see, you know, the deeper arguments around that. But I guess my whole takeaway from this is not so much that I'm recording this to try and convince you about the golden ratio. You might not have even heard of that before this, or maybe you have and you're a lover of it, or maybe you're one of these people who has um, a different perspective and idea. The point for me was, here was a piece of intimately um, layered kind of foundational knowledge that I've really taken for granted and built a lot of concepts on top of and all of a sudden, that concept was just pulled out from the stack of concepts that, that I have gone through life with. And so I really had this weird period for a few days after that where it was just like, it was almost a loss, you know? I had this crisp, intelligible view of the world that I, that I enjoyed being in. And again, I'm holding a pine cone right now and I'm looking at that spiral that it uh, creates. And before encountering this information, you know, I'd be standing here looking at this and thinking, wow, how incredible that this is that one expression that is coming through all things in this perfect ordered manner. And now I don't have that luxury anymore. Um, I don't have that, that safety of, ah, I, I understand it, I get it. And again, so for me, it was just that, that recognition, and I've had many of these periods throughout my life, of that, that characteristic, that quality of kind of transient reality, shifting, fluid, moving, 
is what has really kind of captivated me in these last couple days. Because if I don't have this underlying beautiful mathematical ratio anymore to base my understanding of things on, what, what's left? But coming around the other side of that is this, this deep sense of liberty, of liberation, in that because nature, because reality or God or the universe or whatever you want to call it, because that thing that is happening that we are all a part of is bigger and more mysterious than my ability to nail it down with these very cookie cutter, perfect little boxes. I am again in this place of awe and wonder at the mystery. You see, when you have a concept that's all you have, if you can let go of that concept, you have this infinite potentiality and you can really dwell in that space and it's a place within which to create new um, possibilities and, and concepts and uh, kind of creating that cycle over again. So that now when I hold this pine cone, I have kind of thrown over my shoulder this golden ratio, this perfection that is underlying it. And instead I see something even more mysterious because I can't put my finger on it. And I see even more so that beauty of form and of flow and of expression and the fact that I can't define it makes it even more beautiful. It's almost like if you see someone who's performing and they're doing something that you yourself can do, it's, it's um, notable, but it's not, you know, it, 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 it lacks a certain something. If I see someone juggling three balls and I can juggle three balls. It's like, yep, that's what juggling looks like. And so before I'd hold a pine cone and I'd look and I'd be like, yep, there's the golden ratio. I don't have to think any more about it because I have this whole series of concepts that just, you know, I can tap into that or not. But now that I'm holding this, it's like all of a sudden the juggling act is one I can't do. It is deeper that's, you know, now someone's added another ball and a flaming knife and maybe it's behind their back or I don't even know where it's coming from, but there it is. And it's just as present and real and shining, but it is even, even bigger of a mystery. And I guess I bring this up not just for this one instance of kind of losing this piece of mathematics that I've really enjoyed, but also in that I find it curious how badly as humans we want there to be this order. We want there to be this intelligible, I've got this wrapped in a box, it's you know in my backpack and I only have to pull it out when I, when I want to think about it, but I'm safe, I'm, I'm in control. And for me, the, the bigger wonder, the deeper mystery, whether you are, again, scientifically minded or... Uh, have a connection with God or whatever your uh, tie-in to the big mystery is, to not have control over it makes it so much bigger and, and mind-boggling. And I always have had in me this little kind of smirk when I come across someone who you can sit down with and ask them questions about God or about nature 
And I'm probably one of these people most of the time too. I mean, all of us, I think, are. But they can sit and just, you know, this is what it is. And they can just have that. And I've always had this feeling of, you know, who are you to tell God where his boundaries are? Or to think that nature is bound by some formula that you're using to predict something? Or, you know, who, who do we really think we are to put the world to rights in this way and to put it in a box that is so easily tied up? Um, any kind of God or reality that I have experienced in these moments of deepest connection and awe and wonder blows apart my infantile grasping at even the first little inkling of what it's all about. That the, the force behind it is so much bigger and more powerful and, or, you know, uh, not in a forceful way, but just in an expansive way. And I recorded a, a little um, mental meditation, a stretch a few nights ago, which I'll also have to post, that was this um, exercise in taking your brain to the limits of what we can imagine in terms of the scale of what we understand the universe to be, all the way down to the quantum scale, all the way out to a, a universe of trillions of galaxies. And to me, that is the more exciting place to dwell, in that place where no matter how far you chase it, there's always more, and you can never catch it. All of these physicists that are obliterating subatomic particles to try and find what they're made of only find smaller particles and then smaller things and then uh, uncertainty and probability and you you know you can't hang a hat on on any concept uh, same way you you look out into space and you look deeper and deeper and you build bigger and bigger telescopes and it just keeps on going you never get to that wall that's like this is where it ends and even if you did you still have the problem of what's behind that so, um, I don't know, to me, I have felt this strange kind of coming over of an obstacle in that in my certainty, I was, was limited in certain ways. And now that I've kind of outgrown that, that need for perfection in that way that I described of this you know, formula, this ratio underlying everything, that I'm again sort of open to new possibilities. And if there's a point to all this, I guess it's just to remember that you are today, right now, who you are right now. And that is changing with every breath, with every sight, with every conversation, with every book you read, with every sermon you hear, with every science show you watch. And Anyone who tells you anything is also coming from that same perspective. I mean, I would really love to know the, the, the creators of that, um, that program that, that I was first really introduced to this in a deep way that uh, talked about this golden ratio and the joy of knowledge. I, I mean, I have to believe that they did that out of a love of knowledge and out of a love of these ideas and they too were introduced to this and it opened up the world to them in a certain way and now they were enthusiastically sharing that perspective and if they were to go and see this website that uh, I'm talking about and a lot of the others that are that kind of debunk this um, projection I really wonder what their response would be if they would be if they would just cling to their notion because you know they, they almost put themselves out there as stating such 
and built a, a reputation on it, or if they'd also be able to to digest and, and be reborn in a certain way. And, uh, you know, it's just interesting to me. Um, it gets into a whole bunch of other topics that I, you know, I'll, I'll address in future uh, rabbit holes, things like authority and uh, the source of um, knowledge and it's it's an, an old saying that you can't believe everything you read. Uh, you also can't believe everything you think. But at the same time, I guess, yeah, this is where everything kind of unravels and goes off the track because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm saying all of these things and it just perpetuates the same uh, thing I'm trying to get at. That's sort of the fun of uncomplication is that in trying to uncomplicate, you end up inevitably back where you started and the process of uncomplication creates complication, but at the end, you know it's all okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, I hope that somewhere in this thread of my uh, thinking through this, you may have found one or two little pieces that you identify with. And even if not, hey, I am not claiming any authority uh, insofar as I know more than anyone else. It's just something that I really enjoy thinking about and talking about. And as I move forward from this pine cone in my hand, uh, fundamentally, I'm living in a different universe as far as I'm concerned, as far as my understanding. I'm living in a different universe in this moment than I existed in before I began this podcast. So thank you, everyone. And uh, until our orbits cross again, cheers.